decidedly Christian, distinctly biblical, and just a little bit nuts. This is Squirrel Chatter. And welcome to the Piney Woods, ladies and gentlemen. It's good to be with you. Sorry we're a couple of minutes late. Technical advice. When you receive a message that your webcam software has an update, don't install it 20 minutes before you're supposed to podcast because it wouldn't boot. And I had to quickly roll back to the previous version of the webcam software. So I'm a little frazzled. <laughs> I've been like, hey, come on, work. Ah, come on. Oh, not, not fun. I, I need to pour a cup of coffee. It's just been bad. But as you can see behind me, I did get the Christmas tree up. Oh, I don't have my light on back there. Oh, gosh. Silly stuff. But it's Monday. <laughs> so weird stuff is supposed to happen on Monday. Um, matter of fact, I didn't even save my show notes to PDF. So I've got Friday's show notes and today's scriptures written on a card. So... <laughs> Oh, got home late last night. Um, I got to, after church yesterday afternoon, I got to drive the uh, Superior High School Lady Cats in to watch the Lady Grizz absolutely crush the Montana Tech Ore Diggers. Um, won by 31 points. It's just awesome. I, I, I love blowouts when it's my team doing the blowing out. <laughs> I, I will admit that. I always, always, uh, always, always tell the the kids when I'm driving one of the team buses, you know, that that I want them, I want the other team to cry. I want the other team to go into the locker room at halftime and say, "Coach, can we just go home now?" I, I want to totally demoralize the other team, and then we can feel sorry for them on the way home. And uh, that's just I want my kids to win. Um, Saying that, however, I have tried very hard to make it my practice to, because I'm, I'm, I'm a loud fan, I yell at my team, but I try to yell encouragement to my team. I try not to cheer against the other team, because I figure there are parents and bus drivers and teachers who love the other kids just as much as I love my kids. I don't see how that's possible, but that's what I've been told. So I try not to cheer against the other team. I try to cheer for my team. And, uh, and, and I, I really try, and, and this is something I fail at, I, I try not to get on the refs. Sometimes you have to say something. Almost got kicked out of a junior high game one time because it was just a horrible call. I mean, it was horrible. And I think the ref was a high school kid, and I probably should have calmed down, but he did not appreciate my comments. <laughs> I think all I yelled was like, oh, come on! But I have a, a voice that carries. So <laughs> it was... Uh, it was a bad call. It was a really bad call. They called charging on one of our players, and the defensive player was in the air. 
he had jumped up in front of our player, got hit, fell over. You have to be set to take a charge. If your feet are not on the floor, you are not set. So, just saying, it was a horrible call. But I try not to do that. I try not to get on the refs. Uh, the Division One refs last night were excellent. It was it was just a it was a well called game, and the Lady Grizz were 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 hot. And we got to see freshman Lauren Dick take the court for the first time. She's a, a local gal that played for Hellgate High School. So we got to see her take the court for the first time. Um, so she got to touch the ball. Um, she didn't get a shot, but she uh, had a couple of awesome passes. Um, just fed other players to get the shots, which, you know, assists are import as important in ba as baskets. Um, if you don't have a shot, but you got a pass to somebody who has a shot and you're aware of the court and you know what you're doing, that is just as important as scoring the basket. And I've always looked at the numbers and this kind of lets you know if somebody's a team player or not. You look at a superstar basketball player in the NBA and I'm not a big NBA fan. I don't watch the NBA much. Um, I'm a Boston Celtics fan, but that's a, you know, for when I watch basketball, that's who I cheer for. But when you look at a star player, uh, a Larry Bird, a Michael Jordan, I don't know who the star players are these days. Um, but you look at somebody like that. On... Games when their points go down, the good players, their assists go up. Because if they're guarding Larry Bird and not letting him shoot, but he's passing the ball off to guys who can shoot, that's a team player. If he's a showboater, then he's going to not be passing the ball off. He's going to try to score no matter what. And if they're guarding him well, he can't score, so it's just his points go down. If his points go down but his assists don't go up, he's not a team player. And and coaches need to look at that. There's way too much showboating, way too much it's all about me in professional basketball. It's one of the reasons why I prefer high school and college basketball. I could watch a game like last night every night of the week. Um, but I rarely, rarely turn on professional basketball because it just doesn't impress me because there's no teamwork. There's no team spirit. There's no camaraderie. Um, it's just not, it's not what you see in high school and college sports where the teams work together. Um, so anyway, that's my two cents there. Today is Monday, December 19th, and this is Squirrel Chatter, a proud member of the Christian Podcast community. And we are live streaming on Twitter, Facebook, and Twitch. So um, you can watch the video, you can listen, download the audio. I, I, If you subscribe to the audio podcast, would you go to your podcast source and... 
leave a review. It it helps the podcast get found, <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's nice. And I you know look I'm not a big numbers person, but I was looking at the numbers over the weekend, and it looks like most of the people who watch the video watch on Twitter, normally getting about 40 views a day on Twitter. The Twitch and Facebook stream get a few, but that Twitter is the big chunk. And then I get about 50, 60 downloads of the audio podcast. And, and that's just awesome. I'm not trying to be huge, but uh, we're, we're doing what we're doing. And what we're doing is reading through the entire Bible this year in the Legacy Standard Bible. We are in week 51 of 52 weeks. We got two weeks left starting today. And just so everybody knows, I announced it last week, but I'll say it again every day this week. I am taking the 12 days of Christmas off. So next week's podcast, the week between Christmas and New Year's, is going to be rerun, or not reruns, but pre-recorded. It's gonna, we're going to finish out the, the read-through of the Legacy Standard Bible next week, but I'm going to pre-record those this week. So, in fact, next Monday's podcast, you will note that I am wearing the same shirt as today because my plan is to do a podcast then record a podcast. So I'll be recording that as soon as we're done here this morning. So, and then the next live podcast, there will not be a podcast between New Year's Day and Epiphany, which is January 6th, and then there's the weekend, and then January 9th will be our next podcast. So I'm taking two weeks off. I gotta, I'm going to get a little bit of rest and relaxation and recouping in. I've got some stuff I need to do. Of course, we've got the whole Christmas season and New Year's and all of that stuff. So I'm going to be taking a little break. Um, our church, the, the church I attend, that Mrs. Squirrel and I attend, Frenchtown Community Church, it's having Christmas Eve service at 7 p.m. and Christmas Day service at 11 a.m. So we are looking forward to worshiping with the saints on Christmas. I hope you are too. Um, I, I offered the opinion last week that I believe that there should be church services on Christmas Day, no matter what day of the week it is. Um, we, we really need to, in the church... Get the focus off the commercialism and back on Christ. And one of the things is, and I'll talk about this after our scripture reading, we can celebrate Christmas only because of the cross. And so I wonder, pour some coffee while I'm talking. And here's the squeaky thermos. I wonder, you know, the, the cultural Christian and the, the commercialized Christian, and I, I don't, not Christian, the cultural Christmas and the commercialized Christmas, the, 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 it's all about the stuff and it's all about, 
the parties and the lights and all of that, that aspect, what are they really, what are they really uh, celebrating? They're not. They don't know what they're celebrating. It's entirely a, they're celebrating themselves. It's any excuse for a party. But the only reason we can truly celebrate, the only reason there is something to celebrate at Christmas is the cross. We'll talk about that when we're done with our Bible reading. Our scripture reading today is Job 12 through 14, Psalm 100, and Revelation 13. So let us begin, as is our habit, our practice, with the prayer of confession from the 1552 Book of Common Prayer. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done, and there is no health in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us miserable offenders. Spare thou them, O God, which confess their faults. Restore thou them that are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life to the glory of thy holy name. Amen. And now our prayer for the reading of the word. Blessed Lord, who hast caused all holy scriptures to be written for our learning, grant that we may in such wise hear them, Read, mark, learn, and inwardly digest them, that by patience and comfort of thy holy word we may embrace and ever hold fast the blessed hope of everlasting life, which thou hast given us in our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. And now, Job chapter 12. Then Job answered and said, Truly then, you are the people, and with you wisdom will die. But I have a heart of wisdom as well as you. I do not fall short of you. And who does not know such things as these? I am a laughing stock to my friends, the one who called on God and he answered him. The righteous and blameless man is a laughing stock. As for upheaval, there is only contempt by the one who acts at ease, but it is prepared for those whose feet slip. The tents of the destroyers are complacent, and those who provoke God are secure, whom God brings into their power. But now ask the beasts. And let them instruct you, and the birds of the sky, and let them tell you, or muse to the earth, and let it instruct you, and let the fish of the sea recount it to you. Who among all these does not know that the hand of Yahweh has done this, in whose hand is the life of every living thing, and the breath of all the flesh of man? Does not the ear test words, and the palate taste its food? Wisdom is with an aged man, with long life is discernment. With him are wisdom and might, to him belong counsel and discernment. Behold, he pulls down and it cannot be rebuilt. He closes a man in and it cannot be opened. Behold, he restrains the, winter, restrains the waters and they dry up, and he sends them out and they overturn the earth. With him are strength and sound wisdom. He misled, and the misleader belonged to him. 
He makes counselors walk barefoot and makes fools of judges. He opens the bonds of kings and binds their loins with a belt. He makes priests walk barefoot and subverts the enduring ones. He removes speech from the faithful and takes away the discerning taste of the elders. He pours contempt on nobles and loosens the belt of the strong. He reveals mysteries from the darkness and brings out the shadows of death into light. He makes the nations great, then makes them perish. He enlarges the nations, then leads them away. He removes the heart of wisdom from the heads of the earth's people and makes them wander in a pathless waste. They grope in darkness with no light, and he makes them wander about like a drunken man. Chapter 13 Behold, my eye has seen all this. My ear has heard and understood it. What you know, I also know. I have not fallen short of you. But I would speak to the Almighty, and I desire to argue with God. But you cover me with lies. You are all worthless physicians. Oh, that you would be completely silent, and that I would be that it would become your wisdom. Excuse me. Please hear my argument and give heed to the contentions of my lips. Will you speak what is unrighteous for God and speak what is deceitful for him? Will you show partiality for him? Will you contend for God? Will it be well when he examines you or will you deceive him as one deceives a man? He will surely reprove you if you secretly show partiality, will not his exaltedness terrify you and the dread of him fall on you? Your memories, your memorable sayings are proverbs of ashes. Your defenses are defenses of clay. Be silent before me so that I may speak. Then let come on me what, I, what may. Why should I take my flesh in my teeth and put my life in my hands? Though he slay me, I will hope in him. Nevertheless, I will argue my ways before him. This also will be my salvation, for a godless man may not come before his presence. Listen carefully to my words, and let my declaration fill your ears. Behold now, I have arranged my case for justice. I know that I will be declared righteous. Who will contend with me? For now I am silent and will breathe my last. Only two things do not do to me. Then I will not hide my face, hide from your face. Move your hand far from me, and let not the dread of you terrify me. Then call, and I will answer, or let me speak, then respond. How many iniquities, how many are my iniquities and sins? Make known to me my transgression and my sin. Why do you hide your face and think of me as your enemy? Will you cause a driven leaf to tremble? Or will you pursue the dry chaff? For you write bitter things against me and make me to possess the iniquities of my youth. You put my feet in the stocks and kept watch over all my paths. You set a limit for the soles of my feet. While I am decaying like a rotten thing, like a garment that is moth-eaten. Man who is born of woman is short-lived and full of turmoil. Like a flower he comes forth and withers. He also flees like a shadow and does not stand. You also open your eyes on him and bring me into judgment with yourself. Who can make the clean out of the unclean? No one. Since his days are determined, the number of, number of his months is with you, and his limits you have set 
so that he cannot pass. Turn your gaze from him that he may cease from toil until he accepts his days like a hired man. For there is hope for a tree when it is cut down that it will change back sprouting again and its shoots will not cease. Though its roots grow old in the ground and its stump dies in the dry soil, at the scent of water it will flourish and put forth sprigs like a plant. But a man dies and lies prostrate. Man breathes his last, and where is he? As water evaporates from the sea and a river becomes parched and dried up, so man lies down and does not rise until the heavens are no longer. He will not awake nor be aroused out of his sleep. Oh, that you would conceal me in Sheol, that you would hide me until your anger returns to you, that you would set a limit for me and remember me. If a man dies, will he live again? All the days of my labor I will wait until my change comes. You will call and I will answer you. You will long for the work of your hands. For now you number my steps. You do not keep watch over my sin. My transgression is sealed up in a bag and you cover up my iniquity. But the falling mountain crumbles away and the rock moves from its place. Water wears, down, wears away stones. Its torrents wash away the dust of the earth. So you make man's hope perish. You forever overpower him and he goes away. You alter his appearance and send him away. His sons achieve honor, but he does not know it. Or they become ins insignificant, but he does not perceive it. But his flesh pains him and he mourns only for himself. And now Psalm 100, a psalm of thanksgiving. Make a loud shout to Yahweh, all the earth. Serve Yahweh with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that Yahweh, he is God. It is he who has made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him, bless his name, for Yahweh is good. His loving kindness endures forever, and his faithfulness generation unto generation. Now, Revelation chapter 13. And the dragon stood on the sand of the seashore. Then I saw a beast coming up out of the sea, having ten horns and seven heads. And on his horns were ten diadems. And on his heads were blasphemous names. And the beast which I saw was like a leopard, and his feet were like those of a bear, and his mouth like the mouth of a lion. And the dragon gave him his power and his throne and great authority. And I saw one of his heads as if it had been slain fatally, and his fatal wound was healed. And the whole earth marveled and followed after the beast. And they worshipped the dragon because he gave his authority to the beast. And they worshipped the beast, saying, Who is like the beast? And who is able to wage war with him? And there was given to him a mouth, speaking great boasts and blasphemies, and authority to act for forty-two months was given to him. And he opened his mouth in blasphemies against God, to blaspheme his name and his tabernacle, that is, all who dwell in heaven. And it was also given to him to make war with the saints and to overcome them. And authority over every tribe and people and tongue and nation was given to him. And all who dwell on the earth will worship him. 
Everyone whose name has not been written from the foundation of the world in the book of life of the Lamb who has been slain. If anyone has an ear, let him hear. If anyone is destined for captivity, to captivity he goes. If anyone kills with the sword, with the sword he must be killed. Here is the perseverance and the faith of the saints. Then I saw another beast coming up out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb, and he was speaking as a dragon. And he exercises all the authority of the first beast in his presence. And he makes the earth and those who dwell in it to worship the first beast, whose fatal wound was healed. And he does great signs, so that he even makes fire come down out of heaven to the earth in the presence of men. And he deceives those who dwell on the earth because of the signs which were given to him to do in the presence of the beast, telling those who dwell on the earth to make an image of the beast who had the wound in his, who had the wound of the sword and has come to life. And it was given to him to give breath to the image of the beast, so that the image of the beast would even speak and cause as many as do not worship the image of the beast to be killed. And he caused all, the small and the great and the rich and the poor and the free men and the slaves, that they be given a mark on their right hand or on their forehead, and that no one will be able to buy or sell except the one who has the mark, either the name of the beast or the number of his name. Here is wisdom. Let him who understands calculate the number of the beast, for it is the number of man, and his number is 666. This is the word of the Lord. And now the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. And now the collect for grace. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings may be ordered by thy governance to do always that is righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. All right. Well, like I said, we can't celebrate Christmas apart from the cross. And without the cross, there would have been no need for Christmas. And I think one of the reasons why society focuses much more on Christmas as a celebratory time than Easter is the fact that in their ignorance the people of this world are not threatened by a baby. They are threatened by the whole message of the cross because the message of the cross is there is that men are sinners and there is judgment to come and that is necessary to understand the great sacrifice of God's son on the cross that he died in the place of sinners that he took the wrath of God 
for those who he was saving from their sins. That he was the propitiation for our sins. He satisfied the wrath of God. That is much more threatening than singing angels and a babe in a manger and a jolly old elf from the North Pole bringing gifts to children. And so Christmas to the world is just a beautiful celebration of lights and songs and there's there's no Christianity in the majority of the world's Christmas. We've talked multiple times about Japan. It's a huge holiday in Japan, yet less than 1% of the people in Japan are Christians. Um, and so, you know, they're not worshiping Christ. They've made the holiday to be about something else entirely. As I said, it's, it's mainly their version of Valentine's Day. Christmas Eve is their version of Valentine's Day. So, the when you think about Christmas, you have to think about the cross. When I was growing up, um, my dad was a, a deacon at our church in Atlanta, in, in Dunwoody, um, Sandy Springs Baptist Church, or First Baptist Church of Sandy Springs, I mean, and dad was a deacon there and and sang in the choir and did solos. And there was another gentleman in the choir, Don Bryant. Dad and Don were friends. Our families were friends. We did, you know, lunch after church together, probably once a month. And, and you know, hung out together. Um, I was the youngest in any group of children but uh, the Bryant's kids were of an age with my older sisters. So, I mean, we just, we, we hung, hung out together. Um, Dad and, and Don would sometimes sing duets in church. Um, just, you know, both of them were, were marvelous singers. Um, and Don was a professional songwriter. He ended up moving to Nashville and working in the music industry. Um, that was, that had been a dream of his. He was, he was a excellent musician. Um, I know his son Skip also went into the music business. I, I've, I've lost touch with all of these people. So I have no idea where the Bryant kids have ended up and what's, what's going on there. We moved to Montana when I was 11. And so while we, dad stayed in touch and Don would occasionally send dad cassette tape demos of songs he'd written. And one of the songs he wrote, which I think he wrote after we had moved to Montana, but he sent a demo to dad and ended up sending dad the music. Dad sang it in church at Christmas time. You could sing it at Christmas or Easter. It was a fabulous song, and I wish I could find the music. I imagine, you know, it was published, um, but, you know, who who the publisher were, is it available these days? Who knows? It's been 40 years <laughs> or more. Um, 
but it was a song called Born in the Shadow of the Cross. And it was just fantastic because it really does give the reason for Christmas. But the words, you know, it says, Born in the little town of Bethlehem to a mother who would soon mourn his loss. The world awaited him, but there were those who hated him. He was born in the shadow of the cross. When they laid him in the manger, he knew the world was lost. He came to set us free, and it wasn't far to Calvary. He was born in the shadow of the cross. The angel came, the king was born, we gave to him a crown of thorns. He gave the world its holy night, and never counted the cost. And now on bended knees, I praise the Lord that he was born in the shadow of the cross. That's the whole song. And it just lays it out. Without the cross, we have nothing to celebrate at Christmas. Without the cross, Christmas is meaningless. Countless children are born every day. Um, I was looking, I had a website up a couple of weeks ago. I needed the figures, you know, estimated figures for the population of the world. And I pulled up a website and you can see it. It's ticking because they, you know, how many births there are every minute and how many deaths there are. And it's constantly changing. And, of course, it's just an estimate, but it's based on the, the average number of people born every second and the average number of people die every second, and it's constantly fluctuating. And uh, even now, more people are being born than are dying, so it's, you know, the population is still growing. Um, but about for every two births, there's a death. It's, it, it was really interesting. I, I probably watched it for five minutes, just the numbers changing. So there are countless children born every day. If Jesus hadn't been who he was, the one and only unique Son of God, God who became flesh, who did what he did, he lived the perfect life, he fully obeyed God constantly did not sin once and then he died the death that we deserve so that we could receive in the place of our sin his righteousness so that we could stand before God clothed in the perfect righteousness of Christ and that we could receive eternal life do you know him? Have you repented of your sin and put your faith in Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins? There is salvation found in no one else. He is the only Savior. There is no other way to escape the penalty of God's wrath for your sin than to put your trust in Jesus Christ. And so I urge you this Christmas season, if you have not done so, Repent and believe the gospel, because why would you perish? 
Why would you go to hell when a way has been made to escape? Repent of your sin. Trust in Christ. And he will be faithful and just to forgive you of your sin and cleanse you from all unrighteousness so that you too can stand with people of every tribe and tongue and nation and in, in standing in front of the throne of God and crying out praises for all eternity as opposed to suffering in the flames of hell. And so that is my message to you today. Without the cross, we have nothing to celebrate at Christmas. So as we go through this week and as Christmas Day approaches, I just urge you to know where you stand before God and, and repent and believe the gospel. And then share this hope with others. Because the world doesn't give you hope. The world does not give you hope. I, I, I was told this weekend of a high school kid, not at our high school, but, but at another local high school, who took his own life this last week. Because the world has no hope. And, and you know, the hopelessness had piled up on him. I didn't know the kid. I don't know anything about him. Don't know what particular issues he may have been facing. I don't know what drove him to think that that was the only solution. But, you know, I, I pray for the pain that his family is undergoing. And I just think about the hopelessness of the world and how much we need Christ. We need forgiveness. We need hope. We need the salvation that was made possible at the cross. And so, again, repent and believe the gospel. All right, folks, I hope you have the very best of Mondays. I don't know when your Christmas vacation starts. We've got, uh, at our school, we've got class all week, and then uh, Friday is off um, before the Christmas break. And then I don't believe they return until Tuesday the 10th. Um, I don't know. I need to look at my bus schedule and find out when my next bus trip is. I have, uh, I have been lax about... Uh, recording, you know, transferring the uh, bus schedule into my personal calendar. So I need to get that done. So that'll be one of my tasks today. We've also got two, three inches of snow outside last night. So I'll be taking the snow shovel for a walk. <laughs> and time to go feed Goober, give, give him some nuts and start the day. As you go through the day, remember to do the things you ought to do. Don't do the things you ought not do. And whatever you do, do it for the glory of the Lord. We'll see you again here tomorrow for another episode of Scroll Chatter. Take care. God bless. Squirrel Chatter is recorded in front of a live studio hamster. 